Welcome to the Socialista Podcast, a collection of stories from Las Vegas creatives. My name's Brianna, and I'm going to be your guide to the city of Las Vegas, where I will be unveiling the stories of all of our amazing creatives, makers, entrepreneurs, and community changers. Welcome to another episode of the Socialista Podcast. Today we're on episode eight, and it's a very special episode because I'm here with singer and songwriter Shabrielle. Hey, thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I want to just jump right into it. Can you tell me where you grew up? Where are you originally from? Yeah, um, I grew up in Las Vegas. I'm oh. like third generation Las Vegas. Wait, no way. Yeah, I think third generation. So me and then my dad was born here. And so, yeah. My grandma was born here. And then my great grandma moved here in like the 30s. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're the first person I've actually had who's a native. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. And, like, I've had some, like, I've had Alex and Bree who came here, um, they were on my first episode, and they came here, I think, when they were, like, in, uh, middle school, so, like, sixth, mm. fifth grade, that's, that area. Yeah. So I've never had anybody who's actually, like, born and raised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd I love to talk about that. Like, what, because I think your perspective will be, will be interesting for sure, especially since your family basically lived here since the 30s. Mm-hmm. Can you de- kind of describe what growing up here was like? Yeah. Um, when you grow up in Las Vegas, you get to a point where you're like, do I like it? Do I hate it? Um, I grew up, my dad worked a lot on the strip. He was a musician. Um, and I... Well, I was born downtown. Oh, really? My great-grandma, like, lived and died downtown. Oh, wow. (laughs) My dad and my mom, their first house was downtown. My dad was born downtown. That's crazy. Yeah. I I went to um, the Las Vegas Academy for high school, which is downtown. So you're, like, so rooted in downtown. And it's so interesting because we're at Ferguson's now, so you've really probably seen everything since growing up, all the transitions. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is a completely new transition, too, for downtown. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of taken a step back just to, like, work on my own stuff, but... I mean, five years ago, I was down here a lot when, like, Zappos came, and it was, like, really growing. Yeah. And now it's, like, growing into a completely different thing, which I think is really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it all, and, like, downtown for me when I was in high school and stuff was, like, don't go downtown. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard from a couple people. They're just, like, stay away. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean just, like, crazy people all over campus that would walk in, and that security would have to take them out and stuff, but, like... It's just so different to see it now. You yeah. know, it's it's just like there's new buildings, new shops, new everything, and it's crazy to see. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you were growing up and there was that transitioning hap- happening, was there any sort of, like, resistance from you and your friends or, like, family, like, oh, I don't know yet, it's, you know, not there yet, or I don't know? Um, I kind of grew up, like, always being open to change. Okay. Um... So, no, not really. Okay. Um, I know that a lot of people around me who are also super-duper Vegas natives, they were not happy with any sort of downtown change and oh, stuff really? like that. But, um, but for me, it was cool because I really got to 
like, find a place to sing at for the first time. Yeah. So, the change was good for me. Right, exactly. (laughs) Even if it wasn't very good for other people. Um, And I think people definitely got used to it, but, yeah, I I never had an issue with it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's amazing. So, can you tell me, um, like, what going through school was like, and if you um, went to college, and what that was like for you? Yeah, so I went to uh, LVA, so I went to the academy as a dance major for high school. Um, Okay. And that's where I got to meet a lot of musicians, and there's, like, you know, the craziest world-class type (laughs) jazz musicians there. Is that, like, a specialized school, so you kind of, like, pick your major that you want to go in? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's the performing arts school. Um, Oh, I see. So there's dance and, and... uh, music and jazz uh-huh. majors and all everything. When I was going there, there was uh, international studies too, so like you could go oh, there and be wow. a Spanish major. That's awesome. <laughs> but it, I mean, yeah, it was like fame, like like yeah. the movie fame. <laughs> so um, it was really cool. Um, yeah, and I I just I got to learn so much about like being a performer there, mm-hmm. and I I danced since I was three, so it was oh, like a really good wow. transition into yeah. performing. Um, and I didn't end up going to college. It was, like, right after high school. Okay. I, like, this was all happening. Downtown oh, was happening. Oh, that's, like, the perfect timing. Yeah. So, I mean, towards the end of high school, I had already started performing downtown. Yeah. You you released your first EP in 2011, correct? Yeah. So you were still in high school then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I was, like, 16 or something. Oh, my gosh. Does that make sense? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2018. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so yeah, so I released my first EP back then in high school and wow, started performing from there. And then right after graduating, it was just like busy, busy, busy. And then, and then I ended up playing like Life Is Beautiful the first year, uh-huh. and it was just go 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 from that point. So, wow, yeah. that's that's really amazing. So would you say? Well, you said your dad was in music, correct? Mm-hmm. So I guess you grew up in this very musically talented family. So they were pretty supportive. Oh of yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I seriously am so lucky. I have the coolest, most supportive family, friends, just everything. Where you know, if if I need help, if I have questions, mm-hmm. anything, it's like I know I have people around me to help yeah. me. So. I've been pretty lucky in that way. Yeah, that's truly amazing. So can you tell me what that experience like was when you were 16? That's pretty young, like coming out with your first EP. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, at that age, I, because like I said, I I was a dancer. Like I always knew I wanted to be a singer, like since I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, I always knew that, but dance was something that I was like in to, you know, keep me out of trouble, whatever. (laughs) Like that's what I was in. Um, And so... Working with jazz musicians at LVA who, like, knew everything about music uh-huh. was really intimidating because I knew nothing. Yeah. I knew, like, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. you know, like, how to dance. Uh-huh. Um, so, being 16, you definitely don't know who you are. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was interesting to, like, see how much I've grown since then because now like I'm way more involved in every single aspect of like the music that I write and at that point it was like okay whoever can help me like take the reins and Mm -hmm. like whatever happens happens and I I don't know it was it was interesting it was a learning experience yeah for sure but I definitely had to learn like how to not let other people like take control over the songs that I did yeah you know was that something that you felt was an issue 
at, at that age or when you first were coming out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if at that point I, if I, like, knew it was an issue. I just uh-huh. thought it was kind of cool that I was singing and stuff. Yeah. But now, listening back to those songs, I can't listen to them. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, because I've grown so much that it's like, oh, man, 16-year-old me singing those songs, like, uh Right. It doesn't sound like me. Yeah. And it, it, in my opinion, it really wasn't me. It was, like, a bunch of other people. Well, that can make sense, too, because, I mean, just think you're, what, like, 23? 23, yeah. You're 23, yeah. So, you do change so much just in your own personal life and, like, who you are between that that seven-year span. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody. And I can only imagine, like, having your voice out there, like, how much to now that yeah. has changed. Yeah, seriously. It... it it's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean... It probably feels like a whole different person, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It, like, it sounds like a whole different person. Yeah. Just even the tone of my voice and just, like, the the music that's on there, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, it's completely different. But yeah. But it's, like, it's cool to see that growth. Like, if there exactly. wasn't growth, I would be in trouble, so... <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you probably wouldn't be able to sustain, like, the lifestyle and the career that you have now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, can you describe, um, some of the changes in your style and your music from when you first came out to now? Yeah. Um, so, that first DP that I did, like, I keep coming back to these jazz musicians, but, mm-hmm. like, very almost jazzy in some parts. Okay. Um, and then also just very young sounding. Uh-huh. Um, just, like, kind of songs about nothing and not really any, like, deep meaning to them. Right. Um, and then now I've, like, really been able to dig deep into what I actually want to write about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, writing all the songs myself and it just feels more mature and it feels like the topics mean more and... Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I guess you could say, even at 16, like, you said that maybe they didn't really mean anything, but they, you know, I guess they would mean something to you then. It's just now <laughs> the differences between 23 and 16, like... Exactly. Yeah, your exactly. songs have... You have more experience behind you, and you have more, like, life experiences, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, today, actually, is the day that we're recording, you're releasing a song called Lovely Way. Yeah. Um... So, can you explain the inspiration behind it? I know, like, at this time it hasn't been released, but can you tell us, like, what your inspiration for it was? Yeah, so, uh, I'm releasing the music video for Lovely Way, which was, it's a song off of my EP from last year. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so in the- So the video is coming Yeah, out. yeah. Okay. So I'm in the process of, of releasing a couple more songs, like, in the spring. Okay. So this is my, from my latest EP, but, um, oh man, some of these songs, like, I write them- and I don't have meaning for them until later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, and it kind of came together more with the video. It's like, we came up with this concept of, like, two people who kind of, like, dig each other but are really nervous. And you'll mm-hmm. see it in the video. There's, like, lots of, um, there's lots of movement that kind of express that in a really abstract way. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess the inspiration for Love Away just kind of, like, came from the music itself, and then, like, I went from there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to see it. I think it's really cool. I mean, I worked with a lot of cool people. Um, I have so many dance friends uh-huh. that are so willing to be in my videos now, 
and my brother is a model, so he was in it. So I had oh, my friend awesome. Angelica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really killed it. So my friend Angelica's the dancer, and my brother Clayton is in it. And then Bradley Dunn uh, helped direct and do everything with it, and he's just amazing. Yeah. So it's, like, crisp and clean, and I'm just so proud. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool to hear that you're so into, like, the creative process of the video as well. And, like, you have a lot of personal relationships with the people that you have in the video as well. Yeah, I try. I mean, I, I, it's nice to, like, bring people with you forever. Like, yeah. people who you've always known, like, if you're rising up, then it's nice to, like, bring them along with you. So I try to do that with, you know, like, everyone in my life. Yeah. Um, especially the people that really mean a lot to me. I mean, Angelica's, like, the nicest, coolest friend that I have, and obviously my brother, and... Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I do like to be, like, really involved creatively. I just, like, don't want to hold myself back from visual things, uh-huh. and I don't know, when I, when I sing songs, like, I, I do tend to get very visual in my head with them. Like, yeah. I, like like to feel the colors of everything and stuff like that so getting into the video process has been really cool and Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of people who are like down to let me be involved in it too yeah you know so it's been really sweet yeah that's (laughs) awesome so that makes me want to like transition a little bit into discussing what the creative process is like when you're writing a song and all the way up to when you're working on a video yeah Ooh. (laughs) all right well So, I mean, my process for writing songs, it kind of changes depending on, I don't know, the mood or something. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, usually what I'll do is, like, I'll get one line in my head one day, and I'm like, that's a cool line. And I'll write it down in just, like, my notes app. And then for the rest of the week, like, more more little lines will keep coming until they're, like, compiled into one big song. Uh Uh-huh. Um... So it's, like, very pieced together, but it is based off, like, my mood over, like, a two-week span or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why sometimes uh, the meaning of the song, like, I I can't necessarily pinpoint because your mood changes a lot within those two weeks. Yeah. So I'll, like, you know, I'll be writing about a bunch of different things, but it all means the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess lyrically that's, that's where my lyrics come from. Uh, and I am really experimenting with playing the actual music for the songs now Uh um so I just like have to force myself to sit down at a keyboard and like you know learn what I'm doing and see what sounds good and try to put that all together and just say like okay maybe I don't know exactly what I'm doing or exactly what I just wrote but I think it sounds cool and I'm gonna like go from there yeah um and I've 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 tried to write a lot of songs like that, but it's, like, the confidence part that I'm just now getting where I'm, like, okay, now I want to release these things. Yeah, that's, like, such a big theme within the last, like, two episodes that I have coming out with Kelly Bennett and um, Jean Munson. She's a comic artist. That, That idea of, like, just going for your goals and your ideas and just doing it, and even if it's not something that you expected in the beginning, like, at least you're doing it. Yeah. I think a lot of times as young women were, I don't know, I had, like, there's this feeling of, oh, maybe this isn't the right time, or this isn't, this isn't the whole vision, like, maybe I should just wait, or, like, Mm -hmm. try to do something else that's, like, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so going off of that, it's, like, first of all, I, 
Okay, I don't want to admit it, but I think I can be a perfectionist sometimes. So I think we like, all can be, <laughs> truly. Yeah. So, you know, like, if I wasn't, and, and this also comes from doing all, starting all this at 16 with a lot of people who are way more experienced than me. Right. So it's like, okay, I don't know how to do what they're doing, so obviously what I know how to do isn't good enough. That's sure. what I would think. And so now I finally have, like, separated myself enough from a lot of people yeah. to where I'm, like, maybe what I know how to do is good enough, and I'm just going to, like, do it and see what happens. Yeah. No matter it, like, and I, I, you know, the whole perfection thing, I'm trying to let go of, so even if these songs aren't perfect or anything like that, I think, like, the imperfections of it are really going to be what people are drawn to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just, like, <laughs> trying and gonna see what happens, and yeah. Yeah, I think it. as long as it's, like, an att- like an attestment to you, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what's really key and what people love, because obviously you have such a great following, like, they, I feel like people will embrace that no matter what. Yeah. And I, if not, like, screw that, like, <laughs> do your own thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was a time where, where I did make, like, a big flip from, from the first EP I did to the second EP, like, mm-hmm. the the sound of those two were, like, very different from each other. Okay. And I remember the switch from the first EP to the second EP, there were a lot of people who were like, whoa, this is different. Uh I'm not super into it anymore. But then there were a lot more people who were like, oh, I actually really, really like this. Yeah. So it's like, my genres are changing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know I won't always, like, have that exact audience that I've had in the beginning. Yeah. But, like, I think I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah. So. I think it's funny because I was listening to another podcast and um, it was about like celebrities and kind of the umbrella term who that, who that covers. Even with musicians a lot, you have a lot of these like really great bands who may just been in that like rock and roll or they may have just been like a subgenre or they're punk or they're whatever the case may be, they maybe were that for a long time, and then they go to release new music, and people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, your style's different. Um, I, I think um, some people may feel they have an ownership over this artist, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, we're all humans. We're all changing, so it's perfectly normal to have a change in, like, your lyrics and your, your musical style. Exactly. Exactly. So... I think that's, like, that's gotten me to a point where I'm, like, okay, maybe I'm not gonna do, like, albums necessarily, uh-huh. because my style is changing so much, so I think this year what I really want to do is, like, a springtime EP, maybe a couple songs, a summer, a fall, and a winter. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, because you feel so many different things, like, within each season, and I, I released a video last November. Was that fire? Yeah, yeah, fire, which was all about, like, how you feel when a season changes. Yeah. And sometimes it, like, really screws people up. It does, yeah. <laughs> like, the seasonal depression and, like, all that's a real thing. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I wrote that and then it kind of, you know, gave me an idea to write about the seasons yeah. and what I feel. Like. I mean, even today, like, it feels so different outside that I can write a completely different song than what I'd write two weeks ago. Or Right, exactly. So, Yeah. That's yeah. where I'm going this this year. <laughs> I love that idea. That's really cool. I mean, I think we're really lucky in Vegas because it's it's sunny like I think over 300 days a year, <laughs> um, which is not the case where I'm from. But yeah, that's really cool. So 
Can you maybe talk about what it was like when you um, were first coming out? And even to now, like, when you were first going to different venues in Vegas, mm-hmm. what that was like. So, when I first started playing, um, I was doing, like, a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. I did, um, there was this open mic called Talkie Trees, which was at the Arts Factory. Okay. Like, by Main Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, I don't know, is it even called that anymore? I'm not exactly I'm not a good sure. person to ask. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know if it's called that anymore, but um, it was just, like, a bunch of people from school, and we would put this open mic together, and it was really cool. That was, like, the first place I ever sang at. And then um, I started doing First Fridays and, yeah. you know, typical, like, what you're supposed to do. Like, you play First Friday when you want to, like, get out there. Um, and then from First Friday, I sang at Eat. The breakfast spot downtown. Oh, yeah. Have you been there yet? I haven't. Okay, so <laughs> I just know where it is. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's telling you the places that you gotta go, but you gotta go there. Get okay. Their, get their pancakes, get their grilled cheese, because it's just, like, Pancakes the best. and grilled cheese. I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, super good. Um, so I started singing there, and this was when, you know, everything was popping up and stuff, and um, a lot of people that worked at Zappos would come and eat there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so then I started getting gigs through Zappos and all this stuff, and just, like, gig, 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 like, gigging like crazy. I would sing at Eat every Sunday, and then I would, and then I started to sing at Gold Spike, like, uh-huh. every Saturday night or something crazy like oh, that. Wow. I was singing all the time um, for all these downtown people, and from there is when the Life is Beautiful people kind of saw me play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played the local stage at Life is Beautiful the first year that it was open. And then the wow. second year of Life is Beautiful, I played, like, a real stage. Yeah. Which was awesome. Oh my and gosh. that, I don't know, I mean, I think that's, like, a very short way of saying, like, where I started and, like, where I was able to get to in Vegas, but mm. I don't know, I think it happened really fast and it was really cool, so. Yeah, I yeah. think, like, we discussed before, like, you were, like, coming into your music career like at such a perfect time Mm -hmm. here for downtown yeah and what's amazing every single time I talk to anybody it's just this town especially downtown everyone is so like interested in what you're doing and they they're so supportive and that's what I love about our community yeah seriously they they really are I mean I think that's why everything kind of like happened really quickly is like Mm -hmm. because people were just always there and always telling people and always just being really supportive and hey will you play this for the opening of my thing and I I played a when Jen was working at Stitch Factory Uh I played stuff there and Jen like Taller has always been there from the beginning which has been really cool but yeah it's been like a really cool journey and and now uh, there's the Emerge Festival happening in April yes yeah so that is by Rayhan, who started Life is Beautiful, and uh-huh. now is like, moved on and is doing this, which is, I think, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited to play that in April. Is Emerge new? Mm-hmm. So this is, like, the first time? Yeah. Okay. Very first time. So it's, like, very first time, um, they're gonna be doing some stages, like, on the Strip, and then one at Bunkhouse, like, a bunch of different stages, but, um, pretty much it's a festival with all of the most up-and-coming emerging artists, I think in the country, if not the world. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm just going to say in the country. Okay, I thought, it, I thought it was mostly, like, going to be just locals, but it's cool that it's going to be, like, yeah. nationwide at least. Yeah, I mean, that's what's super, that's why I just feel so cool that I get to be a part of it, because it's, like, 
okay, I, I am a Vegas local, but I do get to be a part of this, like, really cool, uh, Emerge Festival. Yeah. Um, I mean, OK Go is playing, and there's this artist named Poppy who's playing. Oh, yeah. A lot of really cool people, so it's, like, really exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. For, that's in April, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. to have somebody from Emerge come on. I'd love to, like, talk more about that. Yeah. But that's really exciting for you. You'll be able to meet so many different artists and like, I mean yeah I mean the the cool thing about Emerge is like they're having industry people mm-hmm. come to you so okay. there's this whole aspect where for the artists for the emerging artists like you can go into a room full of industry people and it's like meant for you to all shake hands and talk oh, so it's, cool. it's like because nowadays it's really hard for people in general to see your music, especially industry people. Mm-hmm. So with Emerge, they're bringing the industry people to you, which is really, really, really cool yeah. for emerging artists. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just so from all over the world, just like really important and cool people. And yeah. It's like, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I am too. But they're, um, either Mike or Rahan, they would be really, really cool to be on this podcast. So. I want you guys on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, so do you travel a lot for music and gigs or? No. No? I don't. Well, right now it's like, I would love to. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to just travel through the internet at this point. Okay. Because it's cheaper to do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did do... We did a little, like, little thing, little stage around South by Southwest okay. a couple years ago. Um, and just little things like that. Like, I'll go out to L.A. every once in a while because I, I do a lot of licensing stuff. So I'll, like, okay. write music for movies and TV. And that's how I... Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's where all those, all the B-sides came from. So there's okay. my EP and then there's the B-sides. Uh-huh. Um, but all those songs are wrote specifically for... TV and movies and stuff like that. So I'll go out there to write with those people every once in a while. And uh, but it, I mean that's what's so cool about the time we live in is like I don't necessarily have to travel a lot right now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just right now I'm just preparing for all of that. Yeah. And, <laughs> getting ready. Yeah. Exactly. That's so cool. Yeah. So um, can you describe what your style is like now? I think. I'm not going to lie, I did a little bit of research, and it's called Neo Soul. Yeah. Can you describe what that is? Because I'm, like, a noob. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I grew up... So, uh, first of all, I'll say um, the concept of genres to me nowadays is... I just... I don't think that there should be this word genre. Yeah. Right now, because there's so many new types of music and everything is blending together to create these new genres. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so it's hard to describe what you're doing. All I know is that my influences have always been neo-soul music. So, like, soul, it's like Eric Badu and D'Angelo and stuff like that. That's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stevie Wonder. I, I grew up with Stevie Wonder and I grew up with Marvin Gaye and I grew up with all these people. All these soul influences. Was that from your parents? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, those are a lot yeah. of, like, older artists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Prince classic. was always playing in the house. Oh, God, uh, everything yeah. classic. So, yeah. I grew up with a lot of cool music, which really helped. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, I mean, when you go on iTunes and you have to upload your stuff, they ask you for, for genre. a genre. Yeah. <laughs> so I say neo soul, 
but it does change, you know, it, de- it changes depending on the song, and yeah. generally, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk more about um, some of the artists and just people who inspire you? Yeah. Um, I, I really do love older music. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Stevie Wonder and Prince and, and just everyone like that, you can just hear so much realness and so much beauty and yeah. just every single type of emotion is comes out through their songs. And I don't know, I, I, that's what I really look for in in music when I'm listening. Like, I have to, like, I can tell when when it's not real, you know? Mm-hmm. I can tell when someone's not being genuine and where they're coming from and stuff. So as long as there's some sort of, like, story and emotion and just, like, deepness to it, that's what really inspires me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious. Like, I have kind of just been listening... <laughs> the same people and over and over just the people who I really enjoy I like a lot of classic too I'm real I grew up with my grandparents so I like listen to the Beatles all the time and like the Doors the Bee Gees so that's where a lot of like my I don't know where I'm comfortable and I just like constantly go back to what are some things or some ways you can tell people like aren't like I guess genuine in their music or you just like can't feel huh well, first of all, I want to say that you and me are the same because, <laughs> like, I don't listen to new music and I try. I rarely do. Yeah, I never really listen hard. to the radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I listen to the same albums like over and over and over and over and over again yeah. for my entire life. Yeah. So people are like, "What do you listen to?" And I'm like, "Same thing that you asked. like." If you asked me a couple weeks ago, like, it's the, it's same, the same answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. I don't know. I don't really know what it is, like, when you can tell that someone isn't being very genuine. I guess, like, if you turn on American Idol or, like, The Voice, stuff like that, where it's, like, a lot of, like, vocal gymnastics and, like, just, like, listen to me sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not to shame them, but I'm I'm definitely, like, not on board with them. Yeah. Yeah, not to shame either. Like, everyone has their own path, but I do think there's a difference between, like, a singer and maybe an artist. Mm -hmm. Like, an artist who sings or a singer that arts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, I don't know. You you can kind of just tell, like, when you've been taught how to sing and when you were, like, born to just like release your emotions through your voice I mean mm-hmm. I guess that's when you can tell but I don't really know like what it is specifically that yeah. I can like hear mm-hmm. just um, like I guess the tonality or maybe just like just something yeah I yeah. guess it's like all in the performance too that's if true you can yeah it's choreographed you could tell if somebody's dead in the eyes and like they don't want to be there <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. okay maybe this isn't what you like doing <laughs> exactly exactly but. so I mean you, you can sense it. I think, like, us as humans, like, we all kind of have a feeling for when someone isn't necessarily real or, I don't know. It's like a psychology. Yeah. Unless there's a psychology to it. I don't know. I think in, like, psychology terms just because, like, that's what I majored in and oh, I'm a cool. nerd. But, <laughs> yeah. Did you have professional training or, like, voice lessons? I, I started taking voice lessons when I was maybe, like, 17 or 18. And I okay. took them for a couple years. Um... And then I just got super busy, and then things are expensive. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but it, it did help, because when you, like, sing when you're a kid mm-hmm. forever, there are certain things that you, like, might not be using 
perfectly in your voice that might harm you in the future. Yeah. Um, so I was able to take those tools and, and I still use them in warm up and all that stuff, but I probably should <laughs> have a vocal coach, but, um, at this point, not now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely cool. So was the person that you coached with, were they, were they like specialized in what you were interested in? Like, I guess the, like, I know you don't like the term genre, but I guess, like, that genre that you were yeah, I kind mean, of aspiring to. It's definitely good to look for that. I think the person I, I had, she she was. Um, but generally, like, I think everything is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. But she definitely knew not to take certain things out of my voice. And okay. she definitely knew that, that at the end of the day I was, like, going to go on stage and and do certain things with my voice that weren't necessarily what you're supposed to do, but mm-hmm. we're going to give some sort of emotion. Right. You know, so, yeah. so she was, she was good. Like she, she definitely knew like what was going to happen at the end of the day and she was okay with it. She didn't try to change my voice at all. She just tried to make it better. Yeah. You know, she tried to take the things that I already did have and just make them bigger and better and yeah. So I guess I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, I hear you have a lot of cool things on the horizon, especially with the video Lovely Way coming out. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you can kind of talk about with us? Yeah, so I have the Lovely Way video coming out today. Today is February 9th. Yeah. (laughs) Friday, February 9th. Yay! So, I'm going to do that in a couple hours. And um, Emerge, I'm really excited about. That's the next show Mm -hmm. that I have coming up. Okay. It's going to be huge and awesome and just, like, totally... It's going to be just this big experience, um, yeah. which should be fun. And then I also just recently signed to a distribution label in Japan. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just signed the contract a couple of days ago, and uh, it's really cool. I mean, it's a Japanese label called Sweet Soul Records. Okay. And um, pretty much what they're doing is they're taking American neo-soul artists, and they're uh-huh taking them and introducing them to Japan. So, That's yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I mean, in Japan they buy CDs. They I I still love CDs. Yeah, like yeah. I wish that was still a thing people were doing here. I, know. I mean, you can't even does your computer even have a No. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, um so they actually buy CDs. They're actually really supportive. That's cool. Which is exciting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um I just, uh, that's so cool. I mean, that. How, how do you, how'd they find you? I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would have to maybe ask them a little bit, but, um, but there's been a lot of artists that I really like who have signed with them. Okay. So, I guess we'll just see. Yeah. I, I'm just really excited. I mean, Japan's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so do you think you'll be able to, like, actually go over there and. That's what I hope. I'm really gonna, um, I'm really gonna push social-wise to, you know, get, interacting with that audience yeah um because yeah everything that they've told me it's like they they really love live shows they really love everything and and I think that would be a cool possibility yeah and I'm really gonna push for it oh my gosh (laughs) that would be so amazing yeah yeah so fingers crossed yeah oh my fingers are crossed for you like I'm just like I that's so amazing yeah I'm excited so so that's what's oh and then I'm writing um new songs so hopefully March 20th I'm, I, we just started recording a couple days ago. 
Oh, wow. So it'll be like a two or three song uh-huh. little thing. And uh, and these are the songs that I'm writing completely by myself. And Okay. I'm trying, they're, they have this me feel to them and I'm excited, so. That's awesome. Yeah. So is this going to be um, released, like you were saying, like those seasons? So mm-hmm. the next this is two? This spring. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this will be cool. Yeah, I'm excited, so. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a random thought, but I noticed your last couple of videos a lot like, in the beginning especially, there's a lot of these, like, pastel colors and the flowers, so will that be continuing in the videos with these songs, or maybe the theme? See, I don't know. Um, I haven't really sat down with a lot of video people for this yet, but I, I'm gonna take fire that video, and that, that's mm. gonna be on this, this springtime EP. Even though it's more fall-themed, I think it's, like, just generally, like, a season change thing, so. Yeah. So it'll still be on this EP, but, um... I like to take pastel colors and then add a little bit of, like, neon and darkness to it. Just, like, give a little contrast and not be too on the nose. Um, So, for this springtime stuff, I think it would be cool to be really pastel. But then it kind of has, like, a darkness to it, these songs. So, Mm -hmm. springtime, but it's also, like, winter is ending, you know? And and that's, like, a really prominent theme. So, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I'm see. excited to see. I think yeah. it'll be really interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. The people I've been working with lately are really, um, they're really good with color. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what could happen. But yeah. Lovely Way, that video, we experimented a lot with color. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> That'll be cool. So what goes into shooting the videos? Because I was looking at some of um, your videos on Instagram. I don't I don't think it, is it hummingbird where the video where you're in the desert and you're kind of like doing these really melodical moves or is that a different one? So that was fire. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then that that dancer, her name is Janin, so I went to school with her too. Oh, oh okay. And then hummingbird was like the really pastel one. Yeah. And, um, with more dancers, mm-hmm. there's this girl Sydney who I also went to school with, and um, she's she's like a model slash everything in LA. She's super freaking cool. Um. So she helped put together that. So, uh, your question was how to, like, yeah, what is the process like? Because there's very intricate shots and, like, there's almost this kaleidoscope view and feeling to the videos, especially, like, in the beginning. It's a little bit fuzzy and there's all these, like, colors. Yeah, um, so with Fire, I worked on that with my friend Megan Arzaga. Okay. She is really, really visual. Um, so pretty much what we did with that, that was, it took a really long time for us to film because we filmed in a pool, I think like, oh yeah. Yeah. So we started, I would say maybe March of last year and it was, the pool was really freezing. It was an indoor pool. Oh my God. I couldn't imagine. (laughs) So like it was hard for both of us to get in there. So then we would have to wait months and months and months for us to like, for the pool to warm up and then we would try again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we shot that at the dry lake bed. I don't yeah. even really know like where it was. But we shot it there in the desert. It was freezing. It was windy. It was terrible. Wow. But Janin, she really killed it. She just danced her butt off. Um, but yeah, pretty much with Megan, we would like put a flower in the water and just like experiment with what it could look like if we like picked it up and what the drops would look like and... 
all these different things, and then she would take it a step further and would just edit it completely to look insane yeah. and awesome and cool. Um, she she spent a couple really long nights with Darren Flores. Uh-huh. Uh, he edited the whole thing. Okay. So it was just, it was a long process and it was really cool, but I think it was worth it in the end because, like you're saying, there's all these really kaleidoscope-looking shots. and Yeah, they're very intricate. And, I mean, again, I don't, I don't seek out a lot of new music, so yeah. to me, it's it's a brand new idea, and um, yeah, it, it definitely like piqued my interest when I saw it. <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like what's really cool about working with her. She, we've done photos together, everything. We've just really clicked brain wise when it comes mm-hmm. to creativity. Yeah, um, which has been really cool because it's been hard for me to find someone visually who I really click with. Uh-huh. Um. So, one day we just, like, went and took 300 different photos in four different rooms, and, like, we are set photo-wise for the next year, Uh, but they're all really cool. They all have, like, a theme to it, Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, Fire was just, she she is, she's gonna help, I'm gonna have a lot of visual stuff on stage for this Emerge show. Oh, cool. So, I think in a couple days, like, we're gonna go and work with Brett Bolton. He does a lot of visual stuff, and... Uh in music he does a lot of cool, cool things in town um but the three of us are gonna go and experiment more with filming and visuals and all this stuff and see what we can create for stage yeah so like projections and everything so i can just like i'm just imagining it now and i just like i don't know i think that's gonna be so cool i think so too i'm really excited i mean i I don't know what we can come up with. Like, we would literally take a, a cup of coffee and shine a weird light on it and, like, see what reflections come out mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's going to be, like, a really fun time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what has been, would you say, the most or one of the most rewarding parts of your music career? Hmm. It's really rewarding to see people after the show come up to you and they're like hey, that meant a lot, or these lyrics are my favorite thing. And there there was one point where someone had emailed me and they said, like, they had either told someone that they loved them or some, something like that, and they're like, and I sang your song to them. I was like, whoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just, I don't know, I, I just like to see emotions come out of people, mm-hmm. you know, like, based on what they're hearing. And you can see it physically in their faces when you're on stage, and I don't know. I, I, I just, I think that's such a cool thing to be able to do. Yeah. And it is really rewarding, and um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's it. Yeah, Yeah, that's just awesome. seeing the audience and mm-hmm. what they feel. Yeah, do you have any, um, so I know you have a lot coming out and a lot that you're doing, but do you have any specific short-term or long-term goals for yourself or for your music? I do. I have um, I have this notebook that I've been writing in every day where I am really trying to write, like, aspirations and uh-huh. things like that and trying to just, like, make them come true. Um, for the Japan thing short term or I don't know short term being like in the next couple years like I'd really like to gain a following in Japan yeah um and then for another short term thing it would be nice to find a nice label that is helpful and there's like all the artistic integrity that I can need and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um 
And and then a personal goal is just to keep writing music on my own. Yeah. Just, like, keep growing towards that me sound. Yeah. Um, so I'm searching for that, and that's the goal for now. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So for any, um, for anyone, um, or young women or girls who are aspiring to have a career in music or they're just starting out, what sort of advice would you give to them? Oh, so from my experience, like, there's going to be a lot of people who tell you not to do it or try to give their input and try to control you. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of weird stuff like that where I, like, all the time I'm running into people who are like, whoa, what's this look like? What are you doing? And blah, 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 blah. And how can I, you know, it's just like, oh, just let me do it. Like, yeah, this is, this is me. Um, just ignore them because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to go to sleep because you're going to be thinking of all the things that they're telling you that you're doing wrong. Um, but just ignore them because you're probably doing something right. And uh, even if you're not doing it right at that moment, if you just keep your head down, like in a couple years, you'll know everything that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, so basically, ignore people, ignore um, like misogynistic and jerks. Yes. <laughs> because that's... Very uh, big topic yeah. lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah, we are in a weird time and they will talk over you. You There have been so many moments where I've been writing with people mm-hmm. and it's like I have to just at one point just sit in the chair because it's like every single word that comes out of my mouth is talked over or ignored and it's just like, dude... I'm out of here. That's like, really frustrating. Have you ever, like, actually walked out of anything, or? I haven't gotten to the point where I've walked out. There have been some choice words. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I just know that with people like that, I'm not going to work with them ever again. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get anywhere in life. So it's like, screw them, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't necessarily say anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it's not, there's certain things, like, because some of the people that I've worked with in the past, like, I still have to work with in the future, no matter how much I despise them, you know, so it's like, I kind of don't want to burn any bridges at this point, but there are some people where it's like, dude, you're being a jerk, like, don't be a jerk, Yeah. and I know I'll never see you again, so maybe you can learn how to not be. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But sometimes, like, there are some people who have just grown up with what they know and they surround themselves by, by with what they know and sometimes they need to learn from an outside person that yeah. you can't treat people that way exactly you know so that's one thing that I would say to be prepared for mm-hmm. for young women starting anything yeah for real <laughs> yeah anything at all especially in music uh, there's, you know, a whole movement out right now in, in the entertainment industry, this whole Me Too thing and stuff. It's like, hopefully that's changing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's definitely still going to be there. And at the end of the day, those people who are trying to control you or be weird or be disgusting, it's like, they're, they're not going to help you in any way. You're, you're the only person that can help yourself and you can help yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you have all the, all the power to do what you want to do. You don't have to rely on some creepy guy or right. whatever. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think that definitely kind of ties into our conversation earlier about the confidence and mm-hmm. just knowing who you are. Yeah. So 
Exactly. If you don't, I mean, it's hard to build confidence, but... It is, yeah. But when you do finally have it, um, it'll be easier to not listen to those people Mm -hmm. and to not let them into your life and control certain aspects of your career and stuff like that. But it takes time. It's not anything that you can't, like, go back and change and start over with. Like, you can start over at any point in your life. Like, anything you're doing, just... If you're not liking it, do something else. Like, yeah. it, you know. I love that you say that because I think a lot of times, even like personally, sometimes I try not to think like this, but it's like, oh, well, I'm 24 now or somebody's like 30 or I'm 35. Like, I can't do this, this or this because I've done this for so long and I, this is what I know how to do. Right. I mean, there there's so many successful people out there who became successful or famous or whatever accomplished their goals at like 50 yeah or even like 70 or know, yeah. you know it's, there's there's no rules yeah it's just life like do yeah. life how you want to do it exactly and nowadays with social media and all these things like social media can be so terrible and so I mean right now there's a lot of weird things happening with social media but it is a good tool I mean if you wanted to start a I love puppies Instagram account like you can do that yeah you can just do that right now and go take pictures of dogs and like that's your thing now and then if you start liking cats then you can start a cat Instagram yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like there's just so many options and just do whatever you want to do yeah it's cool yeah for real (laughs) so um we talked a little bit about how wonderful this community is with supporting other artists and collaboration is such a big thing for our community Mm -hmm. so is there anyone um I know you talked about some of like the dancers that you know and um your brother modeled and is there any other projects that you're collaborating with people or anything you can yeah um so this year for me is definitely a visual year um Uh so there are a lot of people who I've met through the downtown thing and singing downtown and stuff that um there's a, a couple music video people that I'm trying to work with right now. I just have to finish the songs. Yeah. Um, and then going back to Brett Bolton and Megan and stuff, the, I'm really excited for, to experiment with like stage production and things like that. So collaborations in that way, I'm so open for just anything to make like a show and experience and not Mm -hmm. just like you sit and watch someone sing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, videos and Anything visual, that's what I'm really itching to do this year. Sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So the last three questions that I like to ask everyone is first, um, I explained a little bit earlier, but the personal mission with Socialista is to show people that Vegas is obviously not just the strip or what you see on TV. We do have a whole community as I reinforce every week. <laughs> um, so to an outsider or somebody who is new here, what would you tell them? I would tell them to do exactly what you did, which is, like, (laughs) use your tools, use your phone, just try to meet people, go to the coffee shops downtown, just go places and go there a lot, Mm -hmm. and um, go see shows, go to uh, So Far. Have you been to a So Far show yet? I haven't, no. Okay, that's a good place to start meeting people, Um, and just, not just to meet people, but to see what cool things are happening at that so far and creative mornings have you been to one of those no okay no I just want to like 
don't want, I don't want to start explaining things. You're like, I know what that is. No, no, you're good. No, please. I like follow everyone on Instagram and I just like haven't yeah. had the chance to go because out Because there's so many things. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so cool. There's a lot of things that I don't even know about at this point because there's so much happening all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, there's always little events and stuff that really show, showcase what Vegas people can do. Like creative mornings and so far and... First Fridays and all these things, the the market and the alley from Ferguson's and mm-hmm. all this cool stuff. Um, if you want to see some culture in Vegas, just look for it and it's there. Yeah, you know, um, there's that nothing to do LV. Yeah, thing too. like yeah. they post all a lot of cool. They stuff. do. I, I swear. I'm like, you guys are out every single night. I like, know. How I cool. don't understand like how they because they're they're seriously filming something every night, so I know that they're there. Yeah. But oh my god, that is like they are really doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. Um. So yeah, for an outsider looking at Vegas, it isn't just a strip. Um musicians in Las Vegas are not the lounge people that you see on the strip like because there are there are two different types of musicians that you can find in Vegas like yeah. the ones that like live and die in the in the lounges which is not a bad thing that's just like a really good place to be if that's what you want to do mm-hmm. you can make money from it you have like a long lasting thing cool um and then there's like the artists and the other type of musicians and the people aspiring for something a little different which is based downtown. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what I would suggest to them is just look at Vegas, start from downtown and branch out and see what you can find. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of cool things here. Yeah. Um, but I want to, a side question is, where are some of your favorite places to perform here? Hmm. It has been a while since I've done a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, Life is Beautiful was the coolest for sure that was definitely my favorite um I did do a so far last November which is cool because and so far isn't just a Vegas thing so far is it's all globally yeah Yeah. so I mean you get on stage or, or you're in someone's living room and there are people who came there to listen to you which if you play somewhere else they're you know half the people there came to listen to you and then the other half are like there to have a drink and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, like, dead silent in a, in a sofa room, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's a really cool place thing to do for me, um, because it, you know, people are actually care about what you're doing. Yeah. So, um. You can kind of direct the whole room, too. Exactly. So, I guess that's one of, one of the, my favorite things that I've done in Vegas. There's a lot of cool things. Yeah, <laughs> but that goes into my next question that I ask everyone. Where are some of your f- favorite places to go, eat, hang out? Ooh. Um, there are a lot of little places that, like, if you maybe saw it, and, and this isn't necessarily downtown, this is just, like, anywhere in Vegas. If you looked at it, you'd be like, I don't really know if I want to go into that place, but then you go in and it's the best ever. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a couple places like that that I keep close to my heart, so I'm not even going to say what they are. Ah, well, you're going to have to tell me afterwards, <laughs> yeah. so we'll stop recording and then you can tell me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. But, but Eat, downtown, the breakfast place, breakfast, lunch, that place is awesome. Uh-huh. I love. And I just love Chef Nat. She is everything. Um, man, we... Oh, I love Pizza Rock, downtown, and they have one oh. at 
I don't think I know that. So Pizza Rock is by, crap, where is it? It's like, it's kind of by like the Fremont Street Experience, you know, the whole uh-huh. archway thingy. Um, but they have the best pizza. And, and any type of pizza, they're uh-huh. really good at making. Huh, it's yeah. really good. They have a really awesome happy hour. Um, I love to eat food, so if you really want to, if you really hey. want to go there, we'll go there. No, and for I real. will keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a re- there's a lot of really cool places. If I'm focusing on downtown, um, I like Makers and Finders for coffee. Yeah, Public House is a nice place to have have a nice place to have meetings and stuff. Eleven Street Records is really cool. That's where oh, I, I recorded that. my last EP. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's so awesome. They're really cool. Um, where else is there downtown? There's so many. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean Thai food. I love the Thai. I went there for the first time last oh, really? week. It was so good. Yeah, it's super good. I love that place. Um, yeah, there have been points where, like me and my boyfriend, like to just. During the summer, we'll go to UNLV and go in the library and work mm-hmm. from there, um, which is kind of cool because, like I said, I didn't go there. Yeah. So it's kind of a way to pretend like I did. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I went there for the first time to record last week. Oh, or the really? week before. Yeah. And um, it's very open. Mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked. I yeah, was like, it's like huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a cool place and... I don't know. There, I can just go on and on and on. I have I have my places that I really like to go. Oh, Grouchy John's. Okay, I've never heard of that. Okay, so Grouchy John's <laughs> isn't downtown. I think it's more on the east side. And then they have one okay. on Charleston and something now. But that is the coffee shop where you can go to. And the people that own it and work there will remember your name no matter how many people are in there. They'll remember what you do. Like, you will develop, like, a really cool relationship with them. And that's what keeps bringing people back to it all the time. Like, it's always packed. Yeah. But it's it's just a cool place. You can, right when you walk in, it's like, okay, these are good people. Yeah. So, Grouchy Jones is another place that I played when I was first starting out and stuff. And they've oh, cool. just, yeah, they've been there for me ever since. So, those are, those are my places. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I have to definitely check them out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely check out Grouchy Jones. They'll, they have, like, um, if you go to First Friday, I don't know if they still do this, but uh-huh. I know they definitely used to have their food truck there. Um, so, if you see, like, a big yellow... What do they have? It's a coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, I didn't even... No, that's okay. <laughs> no, just from the way that you're explaining it reminds me of this one, like, really small mom-and-pop Italian, like, um, diner back where I'm from. Oh, yeah? It's, yeah, because we have a lot of diners back in Jersey, and that's how they're, like, they're very, like, they know everyone. Like, my family will even, like, specifically go to the same restaurant just to get, like, the same waiter or waitress. Aww. So, it just reminded me of that. Like, yeah, hmm. it's, here it's, in Vegas, it's hard to find places like that. Mm-hmm. But Grouchy Dunn's, that's the, that is one of those places where, you know, you know exactly who you're going to see. And yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, last question, where can listeners find you? Um, so you can find me at shabrielmusic.com, so it's spelled a little weird, so it's S-A-B-R-I-E-L music.com, um, and then there's all the links to iTunes and Spotify and everything there, so you can search for me on Spotify or iTunes, um, just by searching Shabriel. My Instagram is at shabriel underscore music. And yeah, that uh, all my other social media is on there and stuff. But uh, 
I think Instagram's probably where I live the most. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, so Instagram and the website and iTunes and Spotify. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll definitely have everything in the description so people can look out for you and yeah. hopefully head out to, like, Emerge to see you. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll be so awesome. cool. Definitely well, buy tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shabriel, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm really excited to see what you have going on in the future. And thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. was Lovely Way, the newest addition to Chabrielle's music videos. You can find that out on YouTube right now to see the video. It's really beautiful, so I recommend you go check it out now. And I would love to just say a big thank you to Chabrielle. What an amazing interview we had. 
together and it was so nice meeting her for the first time and being able to get to know her a little bit better especially since I've had heard so much about her but had yet to meet her so I'm I'm very grateful for this opportunity again to follow her you can go to her Instagram Twitter and Facebook it's Shabrielle Music and for her website, you can go to www.shabriellemusic.com, which again, everything will be in the description, so you could easily click the links there. Um, you can also find her music on iTunes, so if you're interested in checking some more out, please go do so and support our amazing local artist, a born and raised Las Vegas native, which to me, I don't know about anybody else, is, is hard to find, so definitely support her. And I would love to just say another quick thank you to Ferguson's Downtown for allowing me to use their tiny home to record this episode, Chop 808 for the theme music, and Abby Paulus for the uh, graphic art. And again, guys, if you have any recommendations for guests that you would be interested in hearing or have a personal connection to and just want other locals to hear about, please leave me an email. Again, it's socialista.llc at gmail.com. You can also find that in the link below. Any musicians, also email me or DM me on Instagram. I'm constantly on my Instagram, so you can find me that way as well. And if you have been enjoying the Socialista, the podcast please make sure you go subscribe on itunes you can also find it on soundcloud and leave me a review because if you like supporting local you would go ahead and leave me a review and share it with some friends so more people can find it and i would really really greatly appreciate that so thank you so much and make sure you come back next friday with an episode with ryan brenty 